0: you are about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? Cut. It's a rap. Let's try this again.
1: with Connor Forest. Wanna get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at ConnorForrest.com for your questions to be read right on air. Okay. Here we go. Five. The end and now, broadcasting eight, from the great eight, Commonwealth of Virginia. Eight, eight, eight. forest
0: but you're not dealing with it down there are you <laughs> no are you are you not dealing with those
1: no they're not there's no cicadas down a, there <laughs> there's no cicadas in the north carolina no not not that i've seen at least or heard there are other bugs Dude, they're getting so bad
0: up here are they they're getting so mm-hmm. bad up here yeah so um apparently recently i think WTOP had this story maybe it's NBC watch i can't remember what it was um, I know the Washington Post had this big piece, basically how the cicadas are so loud that they're being picked up on the Doppler radar. Really? On the weather, the super Doppler radar. They're literally showing That's up crazy. there. How? Um, like just the. It's storms. ridiculous. Yeah. So, my understanding, I think, so Doppler radar essentially works out. It kind of shoots out waves, like, like microwaves, and basically how it works is it's kind of reflecting back the density of whatever molecules it hits so if it's shooting into a thicker cloud it'll come back and it'll read as if it's a thicker cloud it's raining harder okay so essentially it's not just water molecules that these microwaves bounce back off of it can be disturbances like sound uh, apparently as well so wherever mm-hmm. i think they got up to i think they were measured to get over like 80 decibels in sound which is just you know, that's crazy. It's so loud. I mean, that's like a what's concert NFL level stadium? loud.
1: Yeah, what's like an NFL stadium? Like, uh, what, uh, I mean, a really Seattle. loud one gets like
0: the loud, loud, just like Seattle loud, like as loud as Seattle gets. is like as loud as it gets, but like 110 to yeah. 115 decibels, okay. right? But like a typical cheer or whatever will get to about 90, 95, maybe 100 mm. decibels. So, eighty. I mean, I was golfing yesterday and just hearing them when we're driving mm. through the woods is just... I mean, you have to be just putting, you got to be popping aspirin like antacids to get through a <laughs> round of golf with those things at that That's volume. That's crazy. Just total pain. So to you made the ground. smart move, though, heading down to North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, no, I get out of it.
1: <laughs> Didn't like North Carolina. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, the worst. But
0: uh, it's good to see you, Shawnee. Yes, Welcome in, thank everybody. You. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, episode 12 of After Further Review is here. Another full week in the books. Big, big trade finally went down. Something we talked about last week. We weren't quite sure when the Julio Jones trade would end up going down. I think I had speculated that maybe it would go into training camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people said it was going to happen earlier than last week. But um, it did go down yesterday. Um, I believe it went down yesterday, right, Johnny? Was it yesterday or Sunday did it go down? I'm trying to think. i got to pull up the right date. Uh... Um, But either way, Julio Jones – yeah, try to see if Sunday. we can verify this. Just believe it. Yeah, that actually does make sense because yesterday, you see, yesterday I was I was I was playing at my family's golf tournament, so my, my whole weekly schedule is so thrown off because I was hanging out on a Monday. It was great. Um, mm-hmm. my uh my family's foundation golf tournament. I mean, whenever I'm I'm like whenever you're out of your routine by a day, your entire schedule just gets completely oh, yeah. and utterly turned on its face. Um, so very professional me to host an NFL podcast and not quite know when one, one of the biggest free agency <laughs> traders. I think it was Sunday. Decade goes down. I believe it was Sunday. Uh, but either way, Julio Jones, he'll be moving to Nashville from Atlanta. Not too far of a flight. Right, Johnny? Nope. He will be a Tennessee Titan. Ryan Tannehill is probably, I don't know this for a fact, but I can assume he's Michigan Jay Frogger hopping around Nashville. He's a happy man. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we got a couple topics to go into today. We're going to rank our top five receivers. We're talking. I was talking with Johnny before this. He said, "Gosh, we, we should make our our list of top five our favorite receivers in the league." Um, I'm sure Julio Jones is in there. Maybe he's not. Who knows? Where you're going to get to? Uh, we're going to get to both of our lists soon, um, as well as we are going to get into what free agency trade move went down this offseason that we think is going to be the biggest impact. You had Carson Wentz um you obviously now have julio jones you had matt stafford orlando brown from baltimore to the chiefs we're gonna get into that as well um gonna get into what ones um i think i tried saying the word which and then what and i think i said wit i think that's what i just said (laughs) let's try this again we're gonna see which ones were the most uh impactful in our eyes um, we're going to get into that as well. Uh, but first off, want to check in with my guy, Shawnee, live broadcasting from North Carolina. Sean, how the hell are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing well, man. How are you doing up there in cicada infested, Virginia? Hey, yeah, brutal. Brutal, brutal, you, man. How, it's, um, how was your golfing? Was golfing good? What did you hit?
0: Golfing is so, dude, it's great. What did I hit? Okay, so our team collectively hit, uh, we were eight under for the day. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I contributed three empty Miller Lite cans uh, and two empty <laughs> Gatorade bottles, and that's literally all I did. Did Mike? Oh, yeah. We've you, gone golfing well? together, Shawnee. Once. No, hit well, dude. <laughs> I cannot golf, dude.
1: Really? I just, oh, well, you haven't it, seen me.
0: I'd say, dude. I'd say. I'd say I hit maybe one out of every twelve shots actually looks good. Like okay. I mean, and it's funny because like I'm tall, and I think when you know I can swing a club, and when I make connection on it, it looks pretty good. Like you'll see one mm-hmm. of those drives like, man, this this guy can drive. Yeah, I'll go from ripping a drive like two eighty five to three hundred. Like I can hit a drive if I hit it clean. I'll go from that to sculling a ball so hard that true story I've hit myself in the ankle <laughs> with a golf ball that I've sculled so hard. Like I topped it off so bad that it hit the ground mm-hmm. and bounced up and into my ankle. Ooh. I don't know how you do that. You couldn't pay me to do it, but I've done it about 7 times wow. in my life. Um I'm working out the slice. I got a I got a really really hard slice. We're trying to work that out. But I really try to keep golfing to a bare minimum Um, Mm -hmm. in terms of anyone of importance watching me do it. You know, I've never golfed with my father-in-law. I guarantee you the wedding would not have gone forward if he saw my golf game (laughs) on, on a course. Is he a good golfer? Um, And I, he's a remarkable golfer remark. He actually came in second place in the tournament yesterday. Yeah. He also won the longest. Okay. So he, he's got a couple pieces of hardware he brought home, um, but I didn't give him any credit. So we we're going to continue that. Um, but, it was a great time, great time as always. So my, my family, again, yeah. we run a, a nonprofit organization for special needs children. Um, I have a couple disabled brothers myself, blind, deaf. Uh, they're confined to a wheelchair. And my, my parents uh, started a foundation after my brother, Francesco. He passed away six days after he was born. Um, he passed away in 1997. I was born a year later in 1998. Um, but they started the Faith and Family Foundation, and they've grown into um, just – it's just – and, and it just blows my mind away every time I kind of, you know, especially now, like I've moved out and mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of see it from a distance now a little bit and see what we've built as a family. And it's incredible. And my brother Johnny passed away in 2017 at uh, the age of 21. And so the golf tournament is in his name. So Johnny Forrest mm-hmm. uh, Golf Classic. And it's to help raise money for the foundation. We're building um, a new barn, which has been awesome. Big, gigantic. Uh, um, we have a beautiful outdoor and indoor arena, Olympic sized. And then we're building an extension on uh, the, on the barn, um, that's connected to the indoor arena, um, to give, you know, kids, uh, opportunities to kind of have more space, um, okay. more stalls for the horses and, uh, more tack rooms, different lounge areas for the staff as well. So, um, it's been amazing to watch what we've been able to grow and all the people who have helped us along the way. It's been incredible. So it was just, it was just a great time. It's always so much fun to be out there yeah. with my family is great. Cause you know, having, yeah. having a bunch of, uh, siblings that have disabilities, like, you know, a couple listeners who, who, um, understand this, but when you have family members who have disabilities, it's, it's difficult to get out. It's difficult to get out as a family. You know, a lot of times somebody's mm-hmm. gotta stay home, right, the mom's gotta be home, or the dad's gotta be home, or maybe the older sibling has to be home, and um, it's hard sometimes to get everybody out. Just spend time together, and yesterday um, is one of those great opportunities every year that we're able to do that, so it was just a great time, and uh, I suck at golf, and um, I know that uh, <laughs> I just am just so bad, but I, I gotta tell you, it's great to just on a Monday at two thirty, to just golf mm-hmm. is one of those games where if you just get on a golf cart and just drive around and just just have like an arnold palmer in the middle of just a beautifully mowed grass you're just like how could you possibly be unhappy doing that so oh yeah this is a great no, time it man was a great time yeah we're gonna have to both take some golf lessons together i do remember the last time we Dude, golfed I, together, I, and I think i bought i've retired from golf Yeah, Uh, we bought two sleeves of golf balls in the clubhouse. (laughs) The only thing I really do remember is we bought two sleeves of golf balls in the clubhouse, and I think after hole eight, we lost both of them. Yeah, we had to
1: go through a creek to get (laughs) golf balls. That was awful. And we were we had a – remember there was just one random guy with us because we had to, like, pair up. Oh, yeah. It was you and I, and then there was, like, a random guy who was also golfing by himself. But the guy in the clubhouse was, was, like – but he took it really seriously too, I know. Right? And he looked like Braden. I mean, Brayden we were Holpe. here; he <laughs> left and
0: right. I mean, he looked—he did look like Braden Holpe. <laughs> oh man! That. We wow, were driving behind him because
1: he got his own golf cart, and we were driving behind him. And he like slowed down. and He like leaned over to me. Did real he say slow. that to his face or something? No, you said it to me really quietly. He leaned over to me and goes, "He looks like Braden Holpe, doesn't he?" <laughs> I was like, "That's <laughs> who I thought he was." Wow. Yeah, he looked yeah, that exactly was like Braden Holpe. Yeah, I was a well, great time. Well, if you're time, listening but, out there, uh, Braden. Yeah, Thanks if he's golfing. listening
0: out there, just yeah, hope he's still doing well. The yeah. golf course that we golfed at, by the way, is shut down. It is. That was such a terrible so, course, yeah. too. It was a terrible course, but we probably need golfers
1: like us. I want to play your father-in-law in
0: tennis. tennis. Oh, dude. Is he good, good at luck, Is he good? He is, yeah, he's good at tennis, Yeah, but I got the youth. He's How old, old is, is he? he? <laughs> he's 60. But I'm. let me tell you, man, he runs like he's Oh, 40. no, yeah. He I'm looks not going to lie to yeah. you. He looks – and by the way, he – I mean, he – he he'll destroy me in pickleball. He'll destroy me in spat <laughs> anything, so okay. I'll give well, it to you, man. Good luck.
1: Uh, yeah, ask ask him if he wants to uh tennis it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, mm. Connor's dying on the other end. <laughs>
0: Apparently I'm dying. I don't know what's going on with me oh, today. God have mercy. Nice knowing him. Um but let's get to moving the chains, shall we? That uh, little rant was not moving the chains. <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know what is going on with me today. What was Sheesh. That? <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. Donate, maybe donations truly.
1: for a new lung uh, can be sent to the uh, After Further Review. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: I just coughed up a spleen. Oh, my
1: God. That was devastating. <laughs> um, <laughs> either way, moving the chains. Here's how it goes. we
0: got four stories. They are unrelated to cough. anything. In... Are you dying? <laughs> Gosh, mm, I'm good. Yeah, maybe we're all collectively dying. Uh, yeah, well. I'm you sorry. know how this goes yeah <laughs> four stories unrelated to sports you got first second third and fourth down i'll take first and third shawnee you take second and fourth and we will go from there uh my first down story is actually just a shout out i got a shout out my next door neighbor i got some incredible neighbors Sean, to my to my left and to my right um they're just the best people ever it's really a blessing to have great neighbors but this past weekend i had my in-laws in to hang out and really the house looked you know amazing for the most part but the Achilles heel to the Forest Household here in Ashburn was the lawn. And as you know, my lawnmower passed away last week. Mm. And my lawn, it did. as of Sunday morning, my lawn looked like the child of the Amazon Rainforest and the Salmon Chalice National Reserve. I mean, Shawnee. the grass the grass was so... Dude, it was so... T- I was waiting for Smokey the Bear to just come... <laughs> moonwalking up and out of there and just right into my house I mean it looked so bad for so long Sunday morning came around and I knew I had to cut it my lawnmower has deceased it's just sitting there in the garage I don't know what to do with it I've changed the spark plugs I've changed the filter I've changed the oil I've gotten the gas everything still won't work and I'm just staring at my lawn and it just looks abysmal and I'm letting Doug out in the morning and I look over and Seaver, my next door neighbor, is out there cutting his lawn. And mm-hmm. I look over the fence. I'm always checking, um, you know, I'm checking to see if he's doing well, giving him a head nod, you know, we chatting, seeing what's up. And uh, he just peeks his head right over uh, my fence and he goes, hey, listen, I'm taking care of this right now. And I went upstairs to get him sweet tea. And by the time I came down... It looked like Congressional Country Club. Wow. He had the lawn mode. It looked fantastic. It was just great. So, Seaver, this is a shout-out to you, my guy. Thank you so much for saving my bacon. It looked great. The in-laws came over. They thought the place looked wonderful. And uh, I have to give that one to you. So, Seaver's a stud. Um, I know he listens to us every single week, Shawnee. Oh, he loves the awesome. show. He loves the food reviews too. Okay, we gotta do more. He always tells me, he always comes out and he always tells me he loves the food reviews. So we're gonna have to bring some mm-hmm. more more out for him. But uh Seaver, thank you, my man. You saved my bacon. Um, and I very much appreciated it. That is my first down story. All right,
1: there you no, that was a good one. I like good neighbors. Good neighbors they're are the good. best, man. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: and even the people to my to my right, my neighbor uh to my right, Ryan, is just you're just mm-hmm. the best. Like literally anytime you need them, anytime like they're just a text away and you know, anytime you're out of town, you're like, hey, I, you know, could you check on this? Could you put the trash out? I got a package coming in. Could you stick it in the mm-hmm. house? Or, you know, I, one time me and Anna went to a baseball game and Anna went, <laughs> she looks at me and goes, did I leave the kitchen tap running? And I just looked at her and went, dude, <laughs> Tech Seaver, said, hey, <laughs> jump in there. He, I said, I left the key. Bingo. Jump in. He checked, said, nope. Tap was totally okay. good, was not running. And he said, also, I'm going to let Doug out. So he let wow. Doug and the pug out. He went out on the lawn. Just dude, that's the best, awesome. right? Right in and that's out. That's awesome. So, just awesome, awesome people. Um, just the
1: best. Very, very blessed. No, so I, I got a question for you. All right, I'm going to give you a scenario. Oh, hit me. I like giving you scenarios. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you always give I me always scenarios. Give you, all right. You, uh, you're off work, okay? No podcast, mm-hmm. just you relaxing by a pool. Are you yeah. – and it's a nice day out. It's not great, but it's a nice day out. Okay. It's sunny. UV index is seven or eight. Are you tanning okay. or are you swimming? See, I think you can hit the two stones with the one bird there, Shawnee. I think oh, you can no, tan no. and swim at the same time. Well, when I, when I say tan, I mean laying by the pool tanning. Mm, I'm a swimmer, man. Okay, I like the sw- yeah. I like the
0: swim situation. Now, if I'm trying to t- like, there are times where I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely definitely here to to tan it up. But now, are you talking pool? Yeah, and you're saying pool. It's pool yeah. swim. Listen, give me a pool okay. swim any day of the week, man. Especially if it's just like a warm day and you can get yourself a cold drink. Shh, give me a pool any day.
1: Where are you at? So I have Mondays and Tuesdays off work, which is yesterday, and we're recording this Tuesday night. So yesterday, meaning Monday and Tuesday. Um, so I the weather was okay. Wanted to tan because I'm kind of pale, and so I uh, I go out there and I and just I have the hardest time tanning. I mean, I look good right now. Like I, I look. I look tan. I don't know if you can tell. You look good, but um, you look good. But for some reason, I don't know if someone can hit us up on Instagram or something to let us know how to avoid this. I could put a pound <laughs> of sunblock on my shoulders. They still get burnt every single time. Really, every single time my shoulders get burnt from from the the kind of top and back of your shoulders all the way around and mm. to the other shoulders. Well, it always gets burnt no matter what I do. What do I have to?
0: You can't. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah, I see see the line. What did you do? (laughs) You gotta get you some ten This is a product of golfing. (laughs) This is a product of golfing. Oh, I thought. Well, you were at the beach. beach. I thought that was from the beach.
0: Well, no. So the beach, it was perfectly good. Like I got rid of the farmer's stand at the beach. I looked great. And by the way, looking great in my eyes is really just looking okay to moderately (laughs) moderate in real life. But we're just. I'm just gonna say I looked great. Golfing yesterday it's Ugh. supposed to be cloudy so you know you know i guess just being young you're you're stupid you just i just never put on sunscreen you mm-hmm. i feel like there's just a certain age in your life where you just start realizing you know you should put on sunscreen oh, yeah. i just i haven't hit that age i mean my wife is always very diligent about making sure and this is what again this is what wives are for they help men not kill themselves <laughs> cuz we would die if women weren't there to protect us because we're just like I'll just go out in the sun. I don't need sunscreen. Let me let me mow the lawn. I don't need shoes. Mm-hmm. Like ah, I do need the seatbelt, right? This is what your 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 wife, your ladies in your life, they're here to make sure that we don't kill ourselves. And so when I'm <laughs> at the beach, my wife is always great about hey, let's put on sunscreen. Let's make sure you know you don't die. Um, but when I'm by myself, I just. I want pain, apparently. So I didn't put on sunscreen yesterday, and Ugh. it was supposed to be cloudy all day. And sure enough, it was not cloudy all day. Mm. And it got up to about 98 degrees. Humidity Real around hot 70%. Yep. 98. The feel-like temperature was about 103. Um, and the sun absolutely RKO'd me yesterday. And Ugh. I came in, and this tan line, this looks like Neapolitan. My my arm looks like Neapolitan. At ice least cream, it's does it not? tan and it's not burnt. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> see, it looks tan. It this burnt? thing is burnt. So is it? Bad. Ooh. Yeah, it's actually. Dude, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. But yeah, yeah for but whatever to answer reason, your question, man, I think I'm a swimmer
1: still. Okay, I, like swimmer. I, I see. I used to be, and then I started mm. getting into tanning, and I just but my shoulders, man. Mm. I can't, I can't keep them from getting burnt. I, I don't know. I there's something wrong with Rest them. Rest in peace. I think I need new shoulders. Mm. Yeah, you got to get new uh-huh. ones. Yeah. No, but the, the actually the I interesting thing oh, is. Oh my goodness, um, I love it. When I uh, when I tan, I roll up my um, swimsuit to make it look like a speedo. So because I got really pale legs, <laughs> this is too much information. Oh, yeah. huh. And so I think. Do you think I should invest in? Well done, you've exposed in yourself. Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> I, we say that do again. Do you think I should invest in speedos? I, I, did you ask? Should you invest in speedos? Yeah, because like, why roll up? I the, think if you invest I in speedos, get, like, the, you know the the upper thigh, nice and tan.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you, Sean. The day I see you in a speedo is the day that <laughs> I literally lie down in a grave and die. And the day that you see me <laughs> I, in a speedo, I want you to kill me. I'm thinking about. It. Let me see how much a speedo is. I need you to just submit. Please, my phone? I need you to then submit your up. resignation letter the second okay. you Google
1: this. Hey, if I see you in a speedo, I'm about I about to kill order you. one. No, I'm not. Dude, $11? Oh, I've got to get one. I can no, get it from Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God, I'm going to look good. No, but it's just a pain. Oh, I've because never been I so disappointed everywhere. in my life. What's wrong with being tan? What's wrong with being tan? You know what, Sean? You know it this, it, this it frustrate is, me, frustrates me to have white legs. I want tan legs. I don't want white quads. Have you ever thought about getting the, the shorts that rest uh, just
0: above the knee that you can roll up that just make a little that's bit more I, that's sense? That's what
1: I've been doing, but it, it's, just, speed it's, up. <laughs> it's, it's just uncomfortable. You just yeah. zero
0: pride, Sean. You have sold your pride, my friend. Get Anna on this podcast right now. Yeah. I need her opinion on this. I think she'd she like
1: to see me in a Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, on, on I've never put down. my palm on my face for more. <laughs> I'm going to buy one by the time the show's done. I'm going to buy a nice hot pink one.
0: honestly. Hot pink awesome. Speedo. Well, honestly, Sean, this was a great time, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much again. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on social medias. You all have a good one, and this is the last pod we'll ever do. And I'll God,
1: be posting this so Speedo the Speedo picture. I <laughs> All right, let's go to well, third Well, if you do down. get it,
0: you do have to post
1: a picture. I will, yeah. All right, <laughs>
0: third down is some good news. It's unlike the bad news that Sean just shared with the Speedos, which is something that uh, I did not realize was something you wanted, and now I'm actually quite i thinking about you. it. I'm Here's considering some good news. it. Here's some good news. Oh, I know you, Sean. Trust me, you're not fooling me. I know you want these. Here's some good news for you, Sean. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Costco's free samples are returning. There you go. That's right. Me and you are Costco guys. Mm-hmm. By the end of June, Costco has announced that free samples will be back at the memberships, warehouses, 550 U.S. locations um, Again, by the end of June. A lot of excitement mm. online. A lot of people were posting all their uh, pictures. And somebody posted, I believe it was like Margo, at Margot Gray 48. So Margot Gray on Twitter said... Uh, She posted a picture of a billboard that said this pandemic isn't over until Costco has free samples again. So Costco's free samples are just the best. Um, They're wonderful. And I I remember some of the most – I don't know if you ever had this. I don't know if anyone listening has ever had this. I don't know why it happened to me a lot for some reason as a kid. But, Johnny, did you ever – Go for a sample as a kid, and then the lady or man standing there tell you you can't get it because you're too young. Yep,
1: yeah, they say you have to have a parent with you. Yeah, for some reason
0: that was the most humiliating. It was because of allergies. I don't know why. Yeah, it was because of allergies, and they just they wanted you to have a parent with you. And I remember like going and reaching one time for like an egg roll or something they had out there, and the lady's like, "Nope, you have to have your parent with you." And I just looked up at her and I was like. (laughs) end my life now I, I don't know what to do with myself i'm so sad like i just all i want is a egg
1: egg store which is at that point warehouse. i'm just like i yeah, need to get well, out yeah. of here
0: i just was told i'm not good enough for an egg roll <laughs> i need to leave but as you get older you know as as i got older and no longer needed the parent situation i just would what what i would do is here's here here was my plan of action shawnee you'd roll up and you would grab a sample and you would always say like oh, but you knew you wanted it from a distance, mm-hmm. right? But oh, bagel bites right there. You knew you wanted mm-hmm. it. Right? But you couldn't act like, oh, give me a bagel bite, right? You don't want to be an idiot. You got to roll up there like you're looking for something else and then act like you stumbled upon it, right? Walking around. Uh... Uh, oh, bagel bites. Hmm. Ah, I'll try one <laughs> I'm passing by. You know. And you just pop it in. and On the outside, you're trying to play cool. On the inside, you're going, I haven't had lunch. Mm-hmm. This is the greatest oh, yeah. I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. So now you crumble it up. You could probably get an entire meal out of Costco stuff. You really could. You got to play it right, though. So that's the first pass. Okay. Right now, if it's something you really like and you want it again, the move is you've now gone face to face. The lady has seen your face. She's seen you take a sample, and she's now identified you. You've had a bagel bite. Eat it. You walk away. You toss the wrapper. The move then is to find a way to get to the back to go all the way back around and then attack it from the other side and you have to go from the side that she's not facing now she's facing away mm-hmm. from you and she's doling out samples to the people in front of her and what you have to do then is try to wiggle your way right kind of behind her but to like this if she's facing in front you're to her southwest okay and you slowly <laughs> creep up and you just kind of snag one from the side where she doesn't see it you got to snag it and then beat
1: it. The yeah, other turn your head right? quick.
0: You can't be the guy to be, you can't be caught getting two, mm-hmm. right? You can't be caught doing two. What I used to do, though, is I would always say, hey, I'm getting this from me and my mom. Uh, right? I'd always say that. Hey, I'm getting this for me and my mom. And then I would go back. One time I double dipped on that. It was, I can't remember what the, oh, you know what mm-hmm. it was, Shawnee? They were promoting Kirkland. So the chicken bakes that they do in the food court are the best things of all time. Um, they're my favorite things ever. Now they sell them frozen. Now they're not—they're not as mm-hmm. good frozen. When they do it in the oven, fresh, they're incredible. When you bring them home, they're not as good. They just—it's just—it's not done in a literally professional oven. It's just done in your oven, and it just doesn't cook evenly. But they had the chicken bakes that they baked up and they cut up, and they were giving out as samples. I love chicken bakes more than anything. So what I would do is I would go up, and I would say, "Hey, I'm getting this for." I was like, "Oh, you know, could I have two? Because I'm—I'm gonna bring one to me and my mom, right?" Now my mom loves chicken bakes but these did not make it to my mom like they did not like i would take them i would walk where she was out of sight and i would just pop both of them (laughs) was she
1: expecting them and
0: no no i never told my mom i was bringing them no i just i was i was looking for an excuse to get two. the only time i ever double dipped was then i went back there were so and i hadn't had lunch Mm -hmm. right and i was like i'm so hungry So, again, I'm shopping with my mom. My mom is somewhere on the other side of the store, and I roll back. I look at her and I went, I got to get two more. She loves these. She goes, oh, please be my guest. I grab two more, and literally I take three steps. I turn a corner, pop them both again. It was great. There you go. Just wonderful. That's how it's done. But you can't be caught getting snacks. You can't be caught taking the samples Mm -hmm. twice, right? Isn't that a rule of thumb, essentially, if you have any pride? I'm talking to a guy who wants to buy a speedo. Yeah. yeah. You're probably like, yeah, you can do this all the time. <laughs> in a speedo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're sitting there going, Oh yeah, get them all the time. Do it in a speedo. Crab walk your way over there too. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Uh what do you think though? Is that is that that's the technical rule though? Can't get more than two? Or can't get more uh, than one.
1: I think Where it are you depends at? on some of the vendors are really strict. Like some of them are like mm. like I remember as a kid, some of them were like, No, you need to have a parent. And then other ones were like yeah okay have fun yeah but i think it was just for allergies (laughs) okay hope you don't go into anaphylactic shock or like knowing he had like a peanut butter allergy yeah exactly Mm. like if a kid knows he has a peanut butter allergy but there's like something that is either made in a facility that has peanut products or also or may have like some you know something he's allergic to in it uh they don't want Obviously mm. that's a liability, because then some crazy mom would be like, You gave right. my son something that could kill him. You know? Yeah, people are looking for a way to oh, sue, their, sue themselves into two you're million you're dollars.
0: Yeah, no, I'm actually just gonna have to assault you, unfortunately. I'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to throw stuff at you. <laughs> if we have any lawyers listening, that's I'm fine. not actually gonna assault you on.
1: That's fine. <laughs> but um hey man, but yeah, help. so
0: good news is for all of you. <laughs> Good news is for all you listeners, Costco samples are coming back, so um, make sure you bring the stretchy pants to Costco from now on, because it's time to (laughs) feast, right?
1: Oh, that sounds good. (laughs) you got a fourth down for us? Yeah, I do. So uh, I'm actually starting to, and I never thought I would say this, I'm starting to like the way the NHL playoff is formatted,
0: Mm. because so...
1: The same thing is with it, well, I guess in any in any sport. So the MLB, when you get to the the World Series, it's an American League and a National League team. You can't have like the Yankees and the Red Sox play for the World Series. Um, right. For the NFL, it's AFC NFC. You can't have the Patriots and the Bills play for a Super Bowl. Um, for the NBA and the NHL, it used to be, um, it still is this year for the NBA East. Versus West in the finals. But what the NHL is doing this year with their bubble is there's no East and West anymore. There are four, I think they're calling them divisions. Yeah, I guess they're not conferences. Yeah. they are four divisions. And it's North, South, no. North, which is all the Canadian teams from Vancouver all the way to mm-hmm. Montreal. That's North. Then there's East central and west that's what it is. central there's no south it's central and west um so basically what you can end up getting is for the stanley cup final you could have two teams that have never met before play for the stanley cup in theory i don't know how the bruins mm-hmm. are going to do tomorrow being in um in new york yeah Yeah, on on an elimination game but in theory if they Mm -hmm. were to win the series in montreal just won their series and if things line up boston and montreal could play for the stanley cup final which cannot happen in a normal year Mm -hmm. because they're both normally eastern conference teams and so it's, it's made me start to think think of all the really great matchups we've missed out on in the finals whether it's the nba finals the world series the super bowl just because the rule that you have to play either if you're a west team you have to play in east or if you're american league you have to play national or if you're afc you have to play nfc does that make sense right what, what do you think about it no it does
0: <coughs> it does um <coughs> oh the cough has returned <laughs> um no i i mean see this is where like divisional rivals right you think in football like the steelers and ravens mm-hmm. playing in the super bowl how, how crazy would that get Washington and Dallas playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, you think the Bears and the Packers playing in the Super Bowl, like things of that nature, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it does provide a unique, you know, because the AFC and NFC, for example, they don't play as often as, you know, interconference. You know, the AFC plays mostly AFC teams, NFC plays mostly NFC teams. So I think, in a way, though, it does provide a more unique Super Bowl because, like, the Chiefs and Patriots. Um, playing in the title game. Like, the Chiefs and Patriots might play each other in the regular season, right? But do mm-hmm. the Chiefs and box play in the
1: regular season usually? Like, no. Well, they did this year. <laughs> Connor's continuing to die. Sean, I'm by. dying.
0: What is going on with me tonight?
1: He's allergic to the Speedo.
0: Yeah, I think I am allergic to the Speedo idea, Sean. You've made no, me sick. No, you know sick. what? He's
1: allergic to something God. someone at Costco gave him. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that chicken bakes is coming back to bite me, right? That chicken bake a decade and a <laughs> half ago. <laughs> That's
1: amazing. But uh no, I think but- it does provide a more
0: <laughs> unique championship game where you know, both top teams in each conference haven't played each other mm-hmm. as much. I think that adds a cool um I think that adds a cool little dynamic. But no, to be honest with you, I, I like I said in football, like the division rivals not playing each other in a championship game. You get the NFC championship game, the AFC championship game would, you know, where you can get yeah. that. But the Super Bowl kind of where it's all on the line, that's that's where it yeah. makes it kind of interesting.
1: See, no, I agree with you there. I just think here's where I really think it could spice things up is the NBA because, oh, no, actually, no. Mm-hmm. Before this year, before everybody, uh, before Durant and Harden went to <laughs> Brooklyn, everybody was going to the West to where the Eastern Conference basically had very little big name talent. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I just think it would have been a lot interesting yep. a lot more interesting to see, you know, a Lakers Golden State matchup or Clippers Lakers right. or Jazz Lakers than it would to see I mean, what was the what was the finals last? The Heat made it? You know, and the I mean Jimmy Butler's on uh, heat, but Yeah. Last year he was. So yeah. it's like you know that's not as big of a name as Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Steph Curry and all those people right. who could have competed if they did, if they allowed it to be a West versus West. I just think it's something that leagues should kind of be open to is maybe allowing mm-hmm. teams that you've never seen for play for championships be able to play for championships. Right. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. It's because really interesting. I mean the biggest yeah, I like that. rivalry in hockey, and I know you're a Caps fan, so you probably think it's Caps Penguins. But just going off the original six mm. is Bruins Canadians, and f- right. anytime they play in the playoffs, pe- anytime they play period is a huge deal. Playoffs is an even bigger deal. Yeah, Eastern Conference Final is the biggest deal. So you can only imagine if they're competing for the cup. I mean, that's just that that's hockey yeah. gold right there. That so I something. yeah I just. Wouldn't I that mean, that same, same thing. Like Red Sox Yankees. Could you imagine if they played for a World Series? How just amazing that would be. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just mean, my thought. And on And you it. think
0: about the teams that have like developed a rivalry. Yeah, no, it makes sense. But you think about the teams that have developed rivalries based off of championships alone, like the Celtics and the, and mm-hmm. the Lakers. Like it seems if they kind of developed a
1: a rivalry, even though they single handedly because, because like what twice a year. Is that how that? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. literally,
0: it kind of seems as if it's just because of the finals, yeah. right?
1: No, it's it's just something so, I I kind of thought about. I'm like I, I like this. I like that there's a chance that we're going to see something we don't see. No, it's it's awesome, Shawnee. I um yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um,
0: like I said, NHL playoffs they chug along. NBA playoffs are chugging along too. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting question to ponder. Yeah. Um, and if uh, if if our listeners have any any thoughts on or other rivals, regular season rivals, um, maybe Super Bowl matchups that. Are impossible mm-hmm. to see. Which ones would you like to see? Maybe that's a good poll. That'd question. be good. We but, yeah, we we should pages. get that. Try to answer that on our uh, Instagram post. Let us. Yeah, know. I'll put I'll put that up on a poll. That'd be fun. Um, awesome. Well, Sean, it was great moving the chains as always, my friend. But uh, let's jump right into the. Well, um, oh, one of the biggest pieces of news in the off season, right? Came at a kind of a quiet time in June, but uh, as we talked about before with Julio Jones on the trade market. A lot of talk. Oh, hey, what would he get? You know, we talked about last week. Would he get a first rounder? Would he get a second rounder? Who knows? Um, but it all came down uh, just a couple days ago. Falcons trade wide receiver Julio Jones, future sixth rounder, to the Titans for second and fourth round picks. So they swapped six round picks, um, but the Titans gave up a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 fourth round pick as well. So. First of all, um, Shawnee, give me your kind of initial thoughts of Julio Jones going to Tennessee. Did you think that Tennessee was kind of the biggest landing spot, you thought, for him?
1: No, I I thought – and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Patriots fan. I thought it was going to be New England um, because there were a lot of hints early Mm -hmm. that that's where um, Julio Jones wanted to play, that he wanted to play with Cam Newton as his quarterback. Um, But, I mean – it's it's such it puts the franchise in the ownership in such a really tough position when you have a star player saying that they just don't want to play for you anymore. And that was right. that's this situation that's I think turning into the Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, I mean I right. saw it's I saw Deshaun, yeah, Watson, the Deshaun Watson. I saw it today. Aaron Rodgers was uh they had a mandatory meeting and he just wasn't gonna show up.
0: Yeah, mandatory mm-hmm. mini camps wasn't showing up, but that was pretty much expected, I mean, right? I, I mean, that just, just went right along with what we expected. I don't want to get
1: sidetracked, but I, in my opinion, I think players have too much power over their teams. And I'm not saying that players should have no power. I just think that there's a hierarchy in NFL franchises to where the owner and the GM, they're, they're the big bosses. And I think they should determine who stays and goes in a franchise. Because in my opinion, I mean... The, the picks that the Falcons got for Julio Jones, I I don't think they are equivalent to what Julio Jones is going to be.
0: No, and, and I agree. I, I do think, um, yeah, not to get too sidetracked, but I mean, yeah, I mean, to your point, you don't want to see, you know, look, this, hap- this has happened in mm-hmm. the NBA, right? When you get LeBron James... Your GM is now LeBron James. Your head coach, for the most part, is yeah. LeBron James. He brings his boys. He brings his players. He brings his staff. He brings his trainers. He brings the guys that he wants to go out with afterwards, and he gets them jobs. That's just what happens. That's what he's done. Now, is that a a bad thing? I don't know. I, I'm a Wizards fan. I'm a diehard Wizards fan. Mm-hmm. I would love the Wizards to have LeBron James. And if LeBron James came to Washington and brought his posse to Washington, do it. Uh, because LeBron James single-handedly, for the most part, takes teams to the finals every single year. Um, but to that point, is that healthy? Is that a good thing? Basketball no. is different than football, right? Basketball's, you know, 22 dudes or whatever on a roster. In basketball, you've got 53 dudes on a football team. It's just not the same. There's not yeah. the same dynamic. Um, no, but to your point, I mean, I think this is where, you know, you signed a contract. Yeah. You're an employee. Um, you can be unhappy, and that's fine. But guess what? We all sign contracts. We are all employees to, to people, and we all understand that when we're doing a job or we we sign a contract on a lease i can't just say with my renter i can't just say to my landlord hey uh just don't like it here i'm taking my stuff and leaving and you know i'm just leaving. yeah it's just like no i mean i signed a lease you mm-hmm. have to respect the lease that's a contract it's what you signed you have to honor your word so and you don't like seeing guys who are making tens of millions of dollars complaining because it's just no yeah, a good look <laughs> it's just like all right uh, especially during a pandemic where people are struggling it's just like all right, I'm gonna have a little bit of a harder time, you know, siding with somebody making three yeah. million dollars a year, you know, in terms of a contract dispute. But um, with that being said, I agree. I think with the Julio Jones situation, it was tough. But I think for the Falcons, here's the situation they were in. Look, Julio Jones gave them a decade of being the best player the mm-hmm. Falcons have ever had. Um, I think it was much clearer to them this offseason, the last offseason. We had reports last offseason he requested a trade, and so for me, I think you i think they understand hey uh if if we don't trade julio this is going to get ugly because he will not play for us i think julio would have been in the situation where it's like look if, if i don't get a second and fourth rounder i'm gonna have my best player to ever play mm-hmm. in our uniform our a fan beloved player a guy that we might be on a little bit of rocky terms but can smooth this over uh instead i'm just gonna keep him on the roster um, he's not going to want to play for us. He might totally sit out the season, and now he's completely bittered on the franchise and the fans, and it just becomes ugly. And I think for them they understood, let's cut bait mm-hmm. while we can. Um, let's get what we can a second a fourth. We'll, we'll flip sixth-rounders with the Titans, um, and we'll part as friends. And I think that's probably where what, what, what the, the Falcons kind of – I think that was the only cards they really had in their hands, to be honest. But, you know, we talked about was he going to get a first, was he going to get a second. Um, he ended up getting a second and a fourth. I think that's something I said, look, I think he's worth a first. He, I just didn't think he was going to get a first. Um, and um, and that's exactly – he ended up getting that second and fourth that that, that people had talked about. Um, I love this move for Tennessee. Oh, I yeah. love, love, love this move for Tennessee for so many reasons. Um, look, I we're both on the record for saying I don't think Tennessee had a very no, good No, we talked about that a lot. Right? I, I think the defense – Yeah, I think the defense got worse. You lose Johnny Smith. You lose Corey Davis. um, Two big targets there for for Ryan Tannehill. But Julio Jones and A.J. Brown, I mean, I got to tell you, I think that's the best duo, receiver duo Mm -hmm. in football, and I don't actually think it's close. Like, you talk about Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham and maybe CeeDee Lamb and – in Dallas and uh, Amari Cooper, I think AJ Brown and and, um, and Julio Jones are oh, the best I agree. duo I agree. in football. And I, I, they're both. I think you could argue AJ Brown is a is a top. I, I'd say you'd be you'd be pressed to say top five receiver, but he's a top seven receiver. I I, I think oh, yeah. I would I I'd put him at my six or seven best receiver in the league. And Julio is a top five receiver for me still, even okay. with last year's down year. Um, I think it's great I think this is a massive massive move for them and again the, the, the offense butters the bread there in Tennessee right mm-hmm. um, I think Ryan Tannehill a game manager uh, he's a really good one at that but he's a game manager he can make great throws I mean he's a great deep ball um, he knows how to manage that offense well um, And I think with Derrick Henry back there I think you've just you've got you know you've got all sorts of options there for Tennessee so I love this move for the Titans I think they're in great hands um
1: and to be honest with you, I think the Falcons really didn't have much of a choice. Am I wrong? No, I mean either? I think you're right. Here's again, I'm not the commissioner of the NFL, but I just I think there should be something that says if you sign a contract, you have to play for the team for that contract unless they trade you. Yeah, well, it is that way, right? you
0: know, you, you do. I mean, this is where you are losing money. I mean, they're getting fined like crazy. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers. No, who, look, who if owns? Aaron Rodgers sits out or this the year, who knows? tens of millions no not not for julio i mean for the julio technically didn't break any you know he said that he didn't want to play he said uh, clearly what, what what happened there was that it was initially at least from if the reports that we were hearing are true where julio tried making this you know he, he tried help, uh, making this in kind mm-hmm. of an internal affair and it clearly wasn't addressed last offseason so clearly he started going to media outlets and saying hey this is what i want i want to go out he made this public and he kind of forced right. his way out the door um you saw that with well you, you know you've seen that with aaron Rodgers now right where the unrest seems to have kind of dated back to mm-hmm. last year uh, and just now is he kind of starting to use outlets now to kind of get the news out and try to force his way out the door um but again i mean look if aaron Rodgers sits out he owes tens of millions of dollars like he's sitting out aaron Rodgers is under contract so it's going mm-hmm. to cost him a lot of money uh, and I think I think both sides want to avoid that because no, no one wins there, right? I think that's that is a that's a classic "I will take you down with me" move, um, you know. But I think I think for you know in the Aaron Rodgers case, I think what the Packers are doing right now is they're working Jordan Love to really, really working Jordan Love mm-hmm. to see what they can get out of him. Um, a lot of reports came out saying that this guy just isn't ready. They're hoping to get him in a spot where he's comfortable. That look, if Aaron Rodgers does not want to come back at all and they say hey i don't need to trade you um come august they can say dude sit out you Mm -hmm. can pay us money and we won't trade you and see how long the chicken (laughs) wars go on for um but it really is just a big staring contest you know with 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 some of these contracts and some of these athletes so we're gonna see how that goes but it kind of transitions my mind into with this julio jones trade um our top five receivers so I texted you earlier i said hey man make up your your top five list i'm kind of interested to hear okay. um, but i want you to go first i want you to tell me your top five uh, and then i'll give you my top five um and these are um these are guys that i think I, we, we all have different measurements for what our top five receivers are but i would say the way that i'm i'm going to answer these questions are not necessarily statistical but if you were to say hey connor Every single receiver in the league is available for Washington. You get to pick five. You go one, two, three, four, and 5 Your guys that you just want immediately. Um, Now, they're going to line up mostly statistically with a lot of lists. And probably
1: me and Sean will have a really similar list. But I'm I'm really curious as to what you have to say. So give me your top five. I'm actually doing it a little bit. Just my mindset is a little bit different. So I did if these receivers were not on their teams – would the team be as good as they are. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever way you come across it, whatever you know, whatever way you, you know, there's a thousand ways to to skin the cat. So, you know, get it get it to, you know, give us your five in All whatever right. so order. This
1: you one feel you're going to like this one, but it's going to come to as a surprise to most people. And that's actually going to be number 5 is going to be Terry McLaurin. Wow. And the
0: reason that's I great. say
1: that is because again, I don't think Washington would have had happy. the success that they did last year without Terry. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. mean, I, yeah, I, I, you, you I, I, I do mean. agree with that.
0: I, think I mean, he was the, I mean, in fairness with Terry, I think him, Logan Thomas had a great mm-hmm. year. Right. And obviously the offensive line was actually much better than people thought. Um, the uh, Antonio Gibson stepped up and all of a sudden came out of nowhere and seemed to play really, really well at running back. Um, remarkable year running back but yeah I mean outside I mean the quarterback play was I mean, t- t- to your point I don't know what that was but to your point I think what he's been able to do with the quality of quarterback mm-hmm. play um is incredible I mean w- I mean Dwayne Haskins was was a was just abysmal uh Alex Smith was had was on one leg and then between you know Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke just found ways is, to make plays. So that's exactly I, my yeah, point. I, is
1: that Washington? I don't think would have made yeah. the playoffs without Terry McLaurin. So I guess I guess the best way to right. to kind of summarize my list is who is the, who are the most impactful receivers. Again, I could go I could look at the list and say who has the best stats, who had the most touchdowns, receptions, yards, all that. But that's just that's just stats and that's mm-hmm. boring. Um, So I I really wanted to see who impacted the team the most, which brings me to number four, uh, Adams of green Bay. Um, yeah, he's He's number four, four probably the only good thing going for green Bay right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think green Bay would have even made it to the NFC championship without him. Um, I mean, he, he was, he was incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at, the stats right now, 18 receiving touchdowns last year. Uh only DeAndre Hopkins hauled in more uh first downs than Devontae Adams. So I I just um yeah, a a, t- uh, a player that completely kind of took over his team. Um and I I don't think Aaron Rodgers would have had any success like he did last year without Devontae Adams.
0: Yeah, I see. I think I think Aaron Rodgers just finds a way to be successful no matter what. I mean, I think he I, I personally think he's the best quarterback in football. I think he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, I just I just I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he would just find a way. I mean, he takes guys like Jake Kumaro and, um, you know, just just guys who you have not heard of and turn them into legitimate just playmakers and. Yeah, but but to your point, I I, I love Devonte Adams. I, I absolutely love everything about Devonte Adams and just mm-hmm. unbelievable route runner, great hands. I mean, he's
1: such a great route runner. Just got great
0: speed as well. Um, yeah, love all Devontae right. Number Adams.
1: three, I'm going to go with Stephon Diggs up in Buffalo. Um, obviously, the biggest weapon that uh, Allen has up there. Uh, I just again don't think Buffalo would have gotten as far as they did last year, uh, all the way to the AFC Championship without Stephon Diggs. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm played. Uh, let's see, led the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving yards per game. I I think anybody who has all three of those categories is automatically a top five uh, wide receiver. Um, so yeah, Stephon Diggs uh, for number three. Uh, just just an incredible wide receiver. I think we're gonna see a lot more from him up in Buffalo, and I I think Buffalo is gonna be uh, up there as one of the best teams in the AFC uh, this year.
0: Yeah, I think. I think Stephon Diggs is you the do. best route runner in football, to be honest with you. I think he, he I think he's the best route runner in football. Um I don't have him I don't have him in my top five, but I you think don't? he's just he's just such Even a great with... route runner. Wow. No, I don't okay. have him in my top five. No. Um but I love I love his skill set. I love, love, love his skill set. And it's it's nothing against him as much, as it's just guys I just okay. like so much more. I mean, it's just guys. I just like more. And it's just, when you start putting names on names, you just start looking through the list. You go, my goodness. Like how, I mean, it seems as if it's like guys like him, you're just like, he falls to eight or nine just simply because there are guys. I just like more. Right. So, Mm
1: -hmm. well, who do you got for number two? All right. Number two, I got, uh, (laughs) you're going to laugh at this one. uh, DK Metcalf. I think, uh, I think probably the best player in uh, Seattle right now. Uh, I, in, in my opinion, the most in shape athlete, in the NFL. I Can you disagree with that? I think he's in the best physical shape I mean, in all of the NFL. I'm going to say, and you got to think of how young he is. I think he's our age. He's either 22 or 23. I mean, dude, have you seen Chase Young? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Chase Young? I mean, dude, but D, D, DK Metcalf is just, I don't know, dude. There, there's something about him that leads me to believe that he will be Given two or three years, he will be up there with uh, with some of the greatest uh, wide receivers mm-hmm. uh, currently in the league. So I just, again, my list is based off of how does that wide receiver impact the team? And again, DK Metcalf, I think, is holding the seams for Seattle right now. And he, he's just such a threat because he's a big guy, but he's also, I mean, you saw him. He, he was competing for the U.S. Olympic trials not that long ago he's he's yeah. huge unbelievable he's wicked athlete. fast uh which is just i mean yeah, that's dude. just so hard to guard somebody like that like it's one thing if you're small and you're fast um but when you're when you got dk Metcalf's size i think he's probably 6 3 40 maybe of just pure muscle um mm. i mean yes yeah, so he, he's number two for me what do you think I, I like that. I mean I, I in terms of uh, I
0: here here's a name I actually have for you who I think is actually in the I think one of the probably one of the most ripped and just like just sheer cut guys in football um is Daniil Hunter. Okay. With the with the Vikes. I mean if you, if you it, it just just Google okay, Daniil Hunter right and look at his arms. Right? Just look at his arms or just look up Daniil Hunter like strength or daniel hunter lifting and it's just like it, it is his arms are just, it's just like are we really am i a human being and he's a human being like we're the same <laughs> species that does not make sense to me i mean he is just yeah
1: he is he is in right, peak. let me see peak condition oh yeah yeah, yeah he's got good arms <laughs> it's just good shoulders dang <laughs> he's Damn. i mean dude he's
0: massive and his play on the field absolutely reflects just, I just just how massive he is as well.
1: Dalvin Cook is also massive as well. The Vikings have a have a. Couple. I still think DK absolutely Metcalf is just a little more, guys. a little more lean and shredded. That's just yeah. You, you, you got to go mm, on I his like Instagram that. and look uh, at oh. him. And, and, yeah,
0: yeah, pretty intense. <laughs> He'll make sure he's exactly, he's got the yeah. latest ones posted. Who's, I, number who's one's your number Tyree one? Kill. I'm curious.
1: Can't go against Ty okay, Tyreek Kill. Kill. Yeah, uh, fastest player sense. in the NFL, and again. In terms of a team, in, yeah, game changer. game changer. In terms of leading a team, I think he's more impactful to the Chiefs than certainly people give him credit for, and maybe even more than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, would Mahomes have the numbers in the uh, in the deep ball if it weren't for Tyreek Hill? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, do you do you agree? Disagree?
0: No, I mean, there's no doubt about it that Patrick Mahomes has absolutely benefited from Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, having the dudes around him, uh, Nicole Hardeman, I mean, stars. I mean, guys who, again, game changers. You have the best tight end in football. you get probably the best receiver in football. And you're just, you know, absolutely, absolutely he benefits from them. And I think the thing that kind of showed as the Achilles heel for the Chiefs really was exposed yep. in the Super Bowl last year with the offensive line. But you've seen what they can do when the offensive line is healthy and Patrick Mahomes. can't Yeah, can and I mean Tyreek it. Hill
1: um, in the AFC Martin. Championship game. I think it was uh, not Jim, Tony Romo, who basically said Tyreek Hill, he'll run up the field, you know, however thirty yards, and then he'll literally just run across the field as if he's going deep, except he's going the fifty-two yards across the field from left to right or right yeah. to left, yeah. and nobody can keep up with him. Until you get to the Super Bowl, no, and they do two high
0: safeties. So quick. Yeah, you get two high safeties, and all of a sudden you give Patrick Mahomes two less seconds exactly. to throw the ball, and it just you know mm-hmm. makes a difference. But, no, you I, know, I still think Tyreek Hill but, has um, had,
1: in my opinion, more of an impact on the Chiefs than many, many people know. Uh, and I would, I would say he may be more mm-hmm. important to the Chiefs than Patrick Mahomes, given that Mahomes would not be Mahomes that he is now without Tyreek Hill yeah all right give me your list i'm I'm curious
0: yeah so um so i'm gonna go from one to five here okay so i'll do the opposite of what you did um my one here is deandre hopkins um deandre hopkins to me is he has the best hands and i know people who are older you know than me will give me three or four names so i i think deandre hopkins has the best hands of, of any receiver i've i've seen in my entire life um incredible incredible ability to just track the ball um balance is something we talk about as at like at, you know i played i played tight end as a freshman in high school football right so what would i know about anything but one of the things that I remember working on big time as a tight end uh, running uh, is balance. You know, when, when, and, and I think that's something – I think I have pretty decent balance. Don't ask my <laughs> wife if I'm ever paddle boarding, but I have decent balance. Um, and it really stems from working really hard on route running. Because when you're running routes, especially as a tight end when you're in the three-point technique, right, and you're having to get up and you're running full speed and you're breaking down and, and you're 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 making 90-degree cut angles – going 100 to zero to back to 100 again mm-hmm. it takes a lot of balance. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is the kind of guy that it just he he encompasses exactly what a balanced receive I mean using his body his redirecting high pointing a ball. And he just seems to know where the sideline is mm-hmm. at all times. There's there's a few guys in football that just know where their feet are at all times. Um takes an incredible amount of concentration it takes ridiculous athleticism, it takes crazy focus, um, it, it takes balance. He's got all of them. I mean, he runs great routes. He he slowed down ever so slightly in recent years, um, but really decent speed. Um, again, just great route runner. I mean, he's he's absolutely everything you you could look for in a receiver. Um, I know that with this year, I think with another year with Kyler Murray, another full offseason working with him. Um, I think he's just going to take yeah. off. I think he's going to take off. I love DeAndre Hopkins. I, I He's just so – I mean, he is one of those guys that just makes football mm-hmm. so much fun. He just makes football fun. Um, love DeAndre Hopkins. He is my number one receiver. Number two, I'll go Devontae Adams. Um, Devontae Adams is uh, unguardable. I mean, it doesn't matter what route he's running. Uh, it doesn't matter who's covering him. It, you, you just, I mean, and Devonte Adams, he he works really well, and I think DeAndre Hopkins did this a lot more last year than he did in previous years, working bubble screens and kind of short plays. But DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. does it all, or um, no, sorry, Devonte Adams does it all. I mean, DeAndre does as well, but Devonte Adams kind of does it all in a sense. He's running fade routes, he executes fade routes perfectly um, over the middle. You'll see him uh, again, bubble screens. You'll see him, um, but he's he just he's you know indisputable I mean he's he he, he's unguardable uh that's just honestly the only way to put it um and I think again as long as Aaron Rodgers is in town I think that's the best QB tandem QB receiver tandem in football um and uh I I, you know I think it's really going to come down to kind of his production this year is really going to um really going to rely a little bit on what Aaron Rodgers ends up doing but um I just I think he's just so remarkable, and honestly, he he could easily mm-hmm. be the one on the list. But I just I love DeAndre Hopkins is one of my favorite you know football players, so um, that's why he's one. But Devontae Adams is just um, he's remarkable. He'll he'll be my number two. Okay. My number three is Tyree Kill. Um, I mean he is the you know mm-hmm. perennial deep threat. I mean he's the guy who. Again, like you said, he's just there's just no one faster than him in football in the open field. It's not fair. Like you know, if you're even with him, just you know they say you know the term you know (laughs) if you're even you're leaving. Um, you know if if you if you're even with him, he's just gonna outrun you. If you're even with Tyreek Hill, literally just go to the sideline. Don't bother finishing the play. Just grab Gatorade and just save your steps because he's just gonna outrun you. Um, and he's gonna make it look Mm -hmm. like he's not even trying. Um. He I think he had the most touchdowns. Um I think he has the most touchdowns of twenty yards plus um currently in the NFL. Um he still ranks in the top five in deep receiving touchdowns. Um I think in the last like i think pro football focus had him uh I think he's still in the top five of deep touchdowns over the past like decade. Um and by the way, people don't realize this. He's only played in the NFL for five years so he's like people like oh you know tyree kill i feel like i've heard his name forever he still has Mm -hmm. a a lot of years ahead of him um paired to patrick mahomes um i mean i don't know man i don't think he gets better than that um this guy here for my next one uh is actually so i'm actually no i'm actually gonna say this so Julio jones is my four my five is i'm gonna get to in a second here um but Julio Jones is my four. So I, I, the reason I was just debating that was because I've it, it, literally just in the last, like, few hours when I was writing this list, I was like, gosh, who should I put at four or five? I'm putting Julio at four. I love Julio Jones. He's the. I think what makes Julio great is the Julio Jones, A.J. Green mm-hmm. style, tall guys, 6'4", 6'3", receivers that, like I said last week, they play like they're 6'10", um, are just electrifying. So it made Calvin Johnson so much fun to watch um Randy Moss was another guy who was tall Mm -hmm. but he played even taller than he he even was um but again just speed route running and route running and balance so this is another one where balance kind of comes in if you watch Julio Jones running routes really crisp route runner but most importantly he, he he's very balanced with his body he's a big guy he's strong he's tall um he's just built really strong but the way he runs routes so disciplined like getting down low breaking down in his routes um some people, some young players, specifically in college, in, in, in high school they teach this. In college they overdo it. And in the NFL you'll see guys, you know, there's a fine you know, line between chopping down, getting down low, and over kind of taking steps when you're breaking down in a route. A lot of times in high school guys will go, Yo, you know, you got to break down, chop your feet, and get down. Sometimes it gets too much, right? They're chopping their feet too much and they get stuck up. He just knows how to go from 100 to 0 and explode out of a break and again for his size it's just remarkable it's so fun to watch um and this is where i mean this is stuff that you know big receivers can can watch on the film room but it takes a certain just level of just sheer athleticism to do it the way that Mm -hmm. julio jones does very few people can do it um and that's why i love him i i I know he's older i know you know he's on the back end of his career as they say he's on the back nine uh the scorecard but I'll tell you this much uh, again he is not not far removed from 1400 yards. I mean other than last year he was over 1200 yards mm-hmm. three four years in a row um he is going to I think he's gonna thrive down there in Tennessee and I think with another receiver um another big receiver that kind of balances him out he's just he's a mismatch for anybody but I think now that he's the definitive one and he's got a two on the other side that before he came in was a one. Um, it just, I think he's going to thrive. Mm-hmm. I think he's really going to thrive. Um, my number five on this okay. list is actually Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen in San Diego,
1: Los Angeles.
0: Um, or not San Diego now, Los, Los Angeles. I'm Here we go. Wait. Gosh, what am I living in 2016? <laughs> God, what is going on? Seriously. Um, Keenan Allen, funny enough, um, a lot of people, some people have him in the top five. I think he still leads the league. I think he led the league last year in receptions. Um, but, gosh, Keenan Allen is – I mean, talk about a guy who's just done nothing but produce. I feel like he's just done nothing but produce. I know injuries has always been the thing that Keenan Allen has struggled with, right? And for us fantasy owners who have had Keenan Allen in the past, you just always have that red cue next to his name, right? There's just always a questionable, is he going to play, is he not going to play? Um, but, again, unbelievable route runner, incredible hands, uh, very versatile with his size, um, he just can play anywhere on the field, um, and he seems to do it really well. And look, Justin Herbert is an up-and-coming star. I think he's just a star in the making, and I, I, I really think that is a perfect fit you know, for Keenan Allen. So if he can stay healthy, um, Keenan Allen's my number five receiver for sure. Um, but I think these are great lists, uh, and I, I again, I'd love to get your guys' feedback. Um, do you guys have Julio Jones in your top five? Um, do you not? Why? Who's your number one? I think that's, that's what I'd be really interested in, Shawnee. Um, who, who's people's number one yeah. receivers? And I know answers um, can kind of vary. But and what and this is the thing. Like, and I think it's what made this list cool for both of us is that I think Sean went his top five and, impo- and like, impact on the team. Mm-hmm. And mine was more who would I take if they were all available? Who would mm-hmm. I take and in, in what order would I do so? So interesting. Um, I'm really interested to see what people have yeah, to say what, and, and why. We'll talk about um, it, too. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, all right. We're going to do it. So we'll put those two polls out on our social medias as well. Um, The last thing I want to touch on before we wrap things up is along the Julio Jones to the Titans trade. John, we had – I have four big trades that went down this offseason. We had Carson Wentz to the Colts. We had Matt Stafford to the Rams. We had Julio to the Titans and Orlando Brown to the Chiefs. Okay. (coughs) Tell me, who do you think is, in your mind, the most impactful trade – Which team is going to benefit the most from their new player?
1: Uh, I'm going to go Matthew Stafford to the Rams. Cool. Uh, I think that the Rams, you mentioned it on the podcast uh, not long ago, that the Rams have always been so very close to being a Super Bowl winning caliber team. But the only issue is that they had Jared Goff, and they didn't have the right quarterback for all their talent at the receiving core. And now I think they have that. Right. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's just that's going to be that. That's that's a really good move for Los Angeles getting Matthew Stafford from Detroit. I think that's a big deal. Um, if it, if I didn't pick that one, I'd probably say Carson Wentz to the Colts. I think he needed kind of a uh, a, a a re a revamp in his career. I should say. Um, I don't think things were going to work out in Philly. I don't think things are going to work out this year in Philly for any of the Eagles players. Um, So I I think Carson Wentz is uh, quite fortunate to get out of uh, Philadelphia and head over to Indy. Um, But no, I'm I'm going to say Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. I think that's going to make the Rams that much better um, and really capitalize on the talent that they have as a team. Yeah,
0: I... um... I think I agree. Honestly, I think I'm going to go with that, too. I think Matt Stafford, the Rams, is going to be huge. I think the pieces he has there are going to be really, really impactful. I think one of the sleeper moves this offseason with Orlando Brown to the Chiefs, I think Orlando Brown is going to be really, really effective for them. And most importantly, I think it's going to prove to us whether the the Chiefs were exposed because of their lack of offensive line or the league is starting to figure them out. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? I think with Orlando Brown there, I think now they're going to have to that, – that offensive line will be shored up. I think you got the blind side mm-hmm. for Pat Mahomes covered. And I do think that it's going to come down to now you've answered that offensive line. If they can stay healthy, how are they now going to respond to getting the breaks beaten in mm-hmm. by the Bucs, right? How are they going to respond to that now with the new offensive line? You know, can Andy Reid – Change up a few things, or are they gonna go back to the well and just mm-hmm. continue to dominate the way that they have been doing with speed, with their offensive talent, and their defense doing enough to make it happen? Uh it's gonna be interesting to see. I think that's gonna be a great, mm-hmm. I think it's a great, great trade. I think it could be the most impactful. But I think people sleep on Matt Stafford. I think I don't think people talk enough about how effective he was in the Lions organization, how bad the Lions organization oh, yeah. has been. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, man, you got Sean McVay. You got the talent, you got the speed. Um, I think Matt Stafford is in for some good yeah. stuff, man. I The, really, the really only do. downside
1: think that he has really is, is that he's in the NFC sure. West. That's the only bad thing. <laughs> that's a hard division. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, the division that's pretty tough.
0: Yeah, it is. You know, I will say this though: he uh, played in the NFC North. He played, that's true. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers twice a year. Um, he knows playing, um, you know, playing some some good. Uh, mm-hmm. And look, the, Vi- the Vikings in recent years have been pretty good, so he knows mm-hmm. about playing good teams. Um, but going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. So, Shawnee, is there anything else that we have
1: to cover? Yes, there
0: is. Have we gotten to a... There is. So, last week
1: I said that I think... (laughs) This is horrible timing for this. Last week I said I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the AFC South. I'm going to change that answer given this week's news.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm now
1: going to say that it's probably, and by probably, I mean definitely going to be the Tennessee Titans. So... I'm changing my answer. <laughs> uh, I'd like to submit that. And uh, yeah, so sorry about that, all you Jacksonville Jaguars fans. Yeah, l- like last yeah. episode, the, there know, is there, a change is there? fee, Sean. Okay, Again, well,
0: any changes, you need to Venmo oh, me $35. Dude, that's my Speedo money. I, our $35 was a completely arbitrary number. <laughs> Great. As If I can make $35 and keep you from getting I a Speedo, a I'll have won so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, folks. Uh. Johnny, I don't know what to do with you. I thought I was I thought I was a good influence on you, and clearly I'm just I'm off the boarding you. school. I'm losing you to the dark side. <laughs> Gosh, I can't believe you. If you wear a speedo, I can assure you that uh we just will never never swim We've together. We've never swam ever together, ever
1: together again. period. <laughs>
0: It won't happen
1: though. You know what it I'm gonna won't. do is I'm gonna have a completely normal bathing suit on. In the second we're about to get in the water, I'm just I'm gonna like in a movie, rip it off and there's gonna be a pink speedo under it with an I heart Connor on the butt. Yeah, yeah, like your Anthony Davis sitting a uh, right exactly. to check yeah. into a ballgame. Like just, the just the, the, the horn sounds and I'm good ready luck. to go in and whoosh, it goes off. It'll be good. Oh, God
0: <laughs> Well, for the speedo man himself, Shawnee, all I can say is uh I'm just <laughs> I don't know what to say, honestly. That's total loss for words, and I'm honestly keep an eye
1: on our Instagram. There might be a picture in the coming weeks. I'll let, I'll keep it a surprise. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait for your account to be suspended.
0: So, oh God, of mercy, Shawnee, As always, this was a great time. We have episode twelve. We are now closing the book, sticking the lock in it, and that is currently in the past. Episode twelve comes to you again live from the Commonwealth of Virginia and the Great state of North Carolina Mr. Shani Allett. Uh that's everything Shani right other it's than the Speedos everything's covered yeah, other than your legs with the Speedo everything's covered
1: <laughs> no, nothing's covered <laughs> oh god of mercy just don't give me that
0: image I'm gonna die Johnny, <laughs> I, like I love you thanks buddy great episode as always um, and for everyone listening thank you so much again it's so great to uh, get feedback from all of you and and um, so glad you guys are enjoying this as much um as we enjoy you know bringing it to you guys and and it's fun listening to how you all are um how you guys are consuming it you know like i said some people bank it some people are catching up um some people just got a hold of uh you know last week's episode and they're starting to listen to the first ones over again um but if you're enjoying it um tell a friend tell somebody say hey listen this is a podcast i listen to it's not fun it's not funny it's not entertaining but listen to it um it's helpful Uh, and again (laughs) leave a review, uh, leave a rating, uh, share it on social media. give us a follow, like us on Facebook. Um, it all helps. It all helps us. Um, it helps us spread the word. It helps the podcast become a little more visible. Um, again, we know there's a lot of podcasts out there, so we always appreciate you guys choosing to spend some time with us. But for me, your host, Connor Force, I want to thank you guys again so much for Shawnee Olette, our executive producer. Thank you, Shawnee. And next week, What do we got next week? Episode 13. Episode 13 comes to you next week. So Johnny will be here. I will be here. And as always, thank you guys so much. We will catch you guys all on the other side.